Hello and welcome. This is the Bariatric Eating Real Talk podcast, and I'm Susie Shaw. If you're new to our podcast, bariatric eating is more than just talk. We support nearly a million post-ops in our Facebook-based support groups, which you can join if you like after you listen. I'll tell you where you can find us at the end of this episode. We've created the most successful plan for bariatric regain on the planet. There is not a doctor's program or hospital plan or anyone who has addressed regain and the regain crisis with anywhere near our success rate. Thousands of people have used the Inspire diet along with our help and our support to take their lives back, even when it seemed like things were hopeless. Those who help you in our support groups are post-ops. We've had regain, so we know how it feels, but we've also lost that regain, and we can help you find your way back into those smaller clothes that are in your closet. We have specific tools for for you. We'll help you set goals, create food lists. We even have meals for you to eat and our own product line. So we go beyond just ideas to help you in real time with real tools that really help. Our support is made up of people who are just like me. And collectively, we've spent the past 20 years helping post-ops lose regain and learn to change their habits so that the weight stays off for good. And I'm pretty sure we can help you too. So let's get started. So by now, if you've been listening to even one or two of our episodes, you know that we run really successful support groups for those who are looking for um, support and coaching after they've had their weight loss surgery. We even have a premium community that is really, really focused and dials in on a lot of mindset issues after um, that post-ops face. But one of our biggest hurdles um, within our Facebook group specifically from a moderation standpoint has been from like bots and spammers that post really crappy meal plans. And um, I want to add here too that these spammers and the bots that we see, they're actually one of the major reasons that we're preparing for a big shift of all of our support groups into a platform that we actually own and will be located on our own website. But we're going to announce that when the time is right. So stay tuned. Please keep... keep um, keep listening because we will have updates and a big announcement hopefully in the next couple weeks. But I want to get back to those bots and um, those, you know, those, those weird meal plans that sometimes you see. Usually they're posted like late at night um, when things are a little bit slower. But they're really typical typically posted by kind of smart people. They, they have a really um, intelligent way of doing this shady action um, to both to gain access to our Facebook group. Um, to do that, they get they set up these really realistic looking profiles. They look like people. They have first and last names. They've got towns. They've got friends. They're in other groups and stuff like that. Um, And a lot of times, once they get into the group, they'll start off with like posting an amazing transformation that saying that they lost 75 pounds in just four months and you should like comment below or send them a message to get the plan that they've been using. Um, Sometimes they'll even post like... um, like pictures and then like another picture that's like a thumbnail of like a meal plan and stuff like that. But kind of spoiler alert here, these before and after photos was showing that transformation. Those were probably stolen from somebody else's social media account without that person's knowledge. And that Excel thumbnail spreadsheet that you see that has that, you know, click for my, my keto meal plan or whatever meal plan it is. Now, I don't have to tell you this because I'm sure you're smarter than the average bear, but um, the issue that you face by commenting and clicking on these links and um, commenting on those things or even sending personal message, um, this is how social media accounts get hacked. This is how credit card fraud starts, a lot of other issues. So please, if you're on social media and someone posts a 
too good to be true looking image or some sort of crazy meal plan. And it's in a support group or like a Facebook group, but it's not by someone who you know, like it's not by a member that's always active. It's not by one of the moderation teams, not by one of the admins or the founder or something like that. Avoid commenting that you want one to. Do not send people that you don't know in private messages asking them for more details. Don't open yourself up to that sort of thing. If it's legitimate, the group will have those um, tools for you available and they'll post about it from people that you recognize from that group. But um, that's really not my point. Internet safety is not the point of this, um, this episode. Um, I'm, I'm so sorry. I do have a point, um, even though I do tend to ramble. But um, by now, as you've been listening for, I hope, the last couple episodes at least, you know that we had the most effective bariatric weight loss program. And it's not only was built specifically to address bariatric regain, but it was com- it was created by people who had bariatric regain and those people that figured out how to lose that regain. And we back that plan with a legitimate company that has products. We work with actual doctors. We have nutritionists on our team. We work with scientists that help us develop everything that we offer. So we aren't just some sort of strange scammers or people that are just like, oh, here, this worked for me. You should try it too. We have a method. We don't have to break into other people's groups with vague posts requesting messages or like, hey, click for more details and stuff like that. We have our own platforms and our own ways of, way of doing things that work. Now, I will also mention that our plan, the Inspire Diet, does have a specific cadence to it. And on the instructions in the little manual that comes with your diet box that you get when you order the Inspire Diet, we give you examples of how to work the plan into your life for two days. And if you follow that after plugging in your own choices from the rest of the booklet, there's a whole bunch of other information in there. And what comes in your box, it actually teaches you how to change your habits enough so that once you get to the weight that you want to be at, you can manage life without another diet in your life and another regain. Now, we do that because we want to show you the flexibility of our program and give you some ideas to work with. Those are those examples that I mentioned. So give you some ideas on how to build a day using the ear box and the, the food list. But we also want to make sure that we're not telling you what to eat and when because that simply doesn't work. A meal plan doesn't work for long-term success. Even though we totally get that, um, as someone who's ready to lose weight, it would be absolutely 100% easier to just get a list of what to eat, when to eat it, how much to eat, and not have to think about your meals anymore. That's not actually going to help you do anything. What do I mean by that? Not thinking about what to eat and when to eat because you have a very firm and concrete meal plan set isn't going... It's going to help you lose weight initially, But it's also going to make it really hard for you to stay on that program long enough to get to your goal weight. And if you do somehow magically manage to white knuckle it long enough to get to your goal, you're not going to have any idea on what on earth to do to stay at that weight that you've worked so hard to get to. And you're going to put that weight back on. And that's where that phrase diets don't work comes from. It comes from like weird meal plans and really unsustainable diets. And while we do use the term diet in our Inspire Diet Plan, It's because a diet is simply how you eat every day. It's just a diet. Your fish is on a diet. Your cat is on a diet and stuff like that. We're embracing that term because that actually just describes a way to eat for life. And I know that there's some negative issues with diets and that word diet because way too many of them are too strict. They don't work because they only get you thinking about weight loss and they don't have any way to help you keep it off for good. 
So with that in mind, I want you to consider that there are actually some legitimate com- commercial meal plans out there that you can find and pay for um, either online or in stores. Maybe you get it from that nice trainer at the gym who's always hosting that weird fat loss seminar or even those that you can find like on Pinterest or like a Google search. And while those may work for some most of them, and when I say most of them, I'm talking like 99.9999999% of them, they don't take important, they don't take into account one very, very important thing. And that thing is that you had weight loss surgery. You have very specific nutrition needs and very specific nutritional limitations. You also have a history of and I'm really sorry if this stings. I, I, you know, as always, I don't want you guys to find judgment or, or um, hurt in my words, but this is a reality that we have to address. You have a history of disordered eating patterns if you had weight loss surgery, and you have to start admitting that. We all do, because let's be honest, no one gets to be big enough to qualify for bariatric surgery if they were eating like a normal person. And people with a solid and mature relationship with food don't out-eat a bariatric surgery and regain the weight that they've lost. And I know that stings because it hurts me too as someone who's done just that. But it's true. That's my truth. I'm a post-op who didn't get to goal, who regained big time. And I, I may have figured out some things. I'm at goal. Um, I'm really good at following directions like one would find in a meal plan But my weight loss to get me to goal when I finally got my shit together, that success was mostly from hard mental work and a lot of digging my heels in and doing that heavy lifting to change enough in my life so that I could lose that 150-pound regain and then the extra weight that I needed on top of that to get to goal. I didn't want to repeat my history of regain, so I worked hard to change. And a meal plan doesn't factor in the need for that change. It doesn't factor in the way we think or the way we feel, how we respond to food, how we respond to other people having food. A meal plan doesn't factor in lunch meetings at the office or birthday parties, vacations, etc. Now, I feel like I should also mention that at some bariatric practices, they do utilize a formal meal plan like the kind that I'm talking about. So if you do want to go that route, if you feel that that's the kind of support system that you need, please do so by contacting an actual bariatric doctor and dietitian that has that system set up and formally join their program. But before you start and give them money, make sure you ask some questions up front so, you that, so that you understand what happens at the end of the meal plan that they offer. Find out what kind of support system they offer to help you through the meal plan to make sure that you're prepared for what to do when things come up, like a trip with your girlfriends for the weekend. And what happens after you hit that goal while using their plan? Because that's actually a huge factor the commercial plans and oftentimes many bariatric doctors don't take into account. There's tons of support from the staff and their support groups for first-time post-ops or post-ops who have even had a revision for medical reasons. Those are often considered to be new post-ops and have access to the same support that a new post-op, like a brand new fresh initial surgery post-op would have. But the people who regain and go back to the bariatric doctor, they often kind of get a little pat on the back and a pep talk. Some, some kind of kind words. Maybe they get to spend 20 or 30 minutes with the nutritionist who gives them basic, vague instructions to get back to the basics. And then they get a follow-up appointment in a few months to go back and see how they're doing, to kind of check in with them. And that's it. And sometimes some doctors may offer a revision, but let's be honest. If you regained after one surgery and don't have medical issues that would require surgery to repair something, why would a second surgery help with that? What would more surgery do for your mindset that the first surgery didn't do? 
And as someone who's had a revision, I can attest that the weight loss with the revision is not at all like the weight loss with the initial surgery. So it's not like a restart. There's no honeymoon phase where it melts off like it did for the first time. It's a whole new ball game. And as many of you know by now, regain weight loss success is way more than just following a food list or a meal plan and watching the scale go down every day consistently until you get to goal again. And that's why our mission at Bariatric Eating and with our Inspire Diet is more about creating habits and a lifestyle pattern that suit you in a way that moves beyond your that moves you beyond your former relationship with food and helps you to learn how to feed yourself without excess calories, without yo-yo weight gains and fad diets, so that you can keep the weight off for good. We provide all of the tools. We do help you with some examples to get you kind of up and running, and we've got most of your meals covered with that box that you get. But we've also got a ton of support, both by the means of a website full of life-changing articles. We've got thousands of delicious recipes. We also have those support groups that I talk about so often. And in our premium support group, we provide multiple, like there's two a day. There's a morning one and an evening one, accountability thread or like a checkpoint where you can check in and not feel so alone and isolated. Maybe you can get some help with something you're actually struggling with or something you kind of ran into. We also run in that premium support group a monthly challenge that focuses on mindset coaching. We actually start that work before the challenge starts. We do kind of some prep work for a week or two before the challenge starts. And and what we do is we guide people in helping. Actually, I'm the one that leads that challenge. But I help people identify. I'm so sorry. I keep getting distracted because my phone keeps ringing. And um, I'm so sorry. But um, one of the things that I do within this challenge is I help people... I help people to identify various things in each participant's life that may even pose as a stumbling block during the challenge or some sort of source of temptation to go off plan, like how to manage stress, understanding some of the root of our own emotional eating, so that when you start the challenge with us and the uh, the group at large, you actually start the program um, in a way that you can hit the ground running with tools that motivate you and help keep you focused throughout the challenge, and you can pair those tools with the tools that we give you every day. But we don't offer that traditional meal plan to follow every single day beyond what's on the instruction manual as an example to show you how to work the items in your box of supplies. Um, And by typical meal plan or traditional meal plan, I mean, you know, on Tuesday you're going to have eggs for breakfast and then at lunch you're going to have a cucumber salad and, you know, all that stuff. So why don't we do that? Why do we focus more on mindset and um, just giving you some kind of examples and letting you kind of run off on that? Well, I've gone over a couple points so far about why we don't do that. But I have some more truths and some things that I want to kind of stress and repeat because they need to be repeated. Um, So I'm just going to kind of go down them in a list. And the first one is in regards to the meal plans, of course. What if we told you to eat beef for dinner once a week? Like on Tuesday nights, you have meatloaf or um, a burger or whatever. But like there's beef on the meal plan consistently. And it's not even that you don't tolerate beef. Like you can't chew it up and it sits like a rock in your pouch. It's just that you straight up don't like the taste of beef or salmon or whatever or broccoli um, or that you're allergic to eggs or that um, we mentioned to use a specific salad dressing that we have down for lunch every three days that you personally, you can't stand that salad dressing. Or there's a vegetable like jicama that's pretty hard to find in a Midwestern rural grocery store in the dead of winter. Or that um, there's a lettuce wrap burger on the meal plan one day, and you it sounded great to you when you were making your, your shopping list, but you actually forgot when you were at the store to get the lettuce and the beef. There's no way to address everyone's taste, 
everyone's lifestyle, everyone's access to food, everyone's cooking abilities, and to keep the, the weight loss plan or the meal plan specific enough to actually serve its purpose and get you to lose weight. There's a lot of factors to consider. The second reason is that when we give people, when you have a meal plan that tells you what to eat, when to eat, how much to eat, it's like giving people answers to the test. When you cheat on a test, you pass? Yeah. I mean, hopefully you pass the test, right? I mean, you had the answers. You should pass. But if you cheat, what did you learn in that class? You didn't learn anything. Do you actually understand the subject material? Did you retain any of the knowledge that you, you need to succeed in that subject? Not really. Not if you cheated. The biggest hurdle to weight loss surgery isn't losing the weight. It's keeping it off. And you know that by now. You have to learn how to cook and feed yourself in a way that fits within your lifestyle and your tastes. And that starts with you creating your own meals that suit your life and your tastes. So the third point about why meal plans don't work is that they're just unsustainable. And I think that's been a theme not only in this episode, but throughout our whole podcast series. Um, and the, the key to weight loss and weight maintenance is being able to stick consistently to something and having it stick for good. You know, you need to be able to sustain that way of life for life. But if you're told to eat XYZ on specific days of the week and you've been suddenly called away on a business trip or family emergency and you've got to live in a hotel room that doesn't even have a microwave for like two weeks. And yeah, I know this is really extreme, so just stick with me on this. But like when life jumps in and interrupts your very best laid plans, how on earth are you going to stick to a really rigid meal plan? You won't. That's how. You're just not. You're going to say to yourself, okay, I'll just go off now and start back when I get home. I've done it. Everyone has done it. You may, or you may even start trying your best with it. You might like, you know, get to your hotel and say, okay, let me make a grocery list of like, of basic lettuce wraps and things that I can make that, you know, don't, don't require cooking or or refrigeration long-term and stuff like that. Um, But it's really going to be quite tough to, to follow a meal plan without your kitchen and stuff like that, when you haven't been given the guidelines to create meals that promote your goal of weight loss. You were just told that on Tuesday night, you're going to eat baked pork chops and sliced tomatoes with some Parmesan. There's a big difference between meals that fit into the plan and on-plan meals that fit into your life. And I'm going to say that again because that's the, that's the point I'm trying to make with all my rambling around and all these examples. There's a big difference between meals that fit into your plan and on-plan meals that fit into your life. And you have got to learn how to fit your on-plan meals into your life if you want to succeed in more than just weight loss and actually keep that weight off for good. Because that's the real goal, isn't it? You don't want to just lose the weight. You want to keep it off. And the last, um, I'm sorry, this is not the last point. Um, The next point, though, what happens on day 31 or whatever day you're done with that plan that you have? What happens when the scale gets down to your dream goal number? You haven't taught yourself anything other than how to follow directions, which is great. But what's the likelihood that you've figured out how to deal with specific cravings? Our support group weight loss challenges will help you with that. Or um, did your meal plan teach you how to to manage a, a sudden catered lunch meeting at the office? Our diet plan, the Inspire Diet, is flexible. And we can teach you how to make that lunch work for you and not against you. Because we help with habits. We help with the lifestyle aspect of it. So you have to ask yourself, you know, when you're following a meal plan, what happens at the end of it that's going to help 
make sure that you don't have to start all over back again at day one one day because you put all the weight back on. That's something that one of the things that we take pride in um, at bariatric eating. We help you get to that point where, yeah, we have a plan for you to follow. And yes, it's a diet plan. But we teach you that lifestyle. We teach you those habits so that you don't have to restart every couple months because you keep putting the weight back on and then you take it off and put it on again. And the big thing that a lot of meal plans don't teach or don't have or don't offer is support. And I've touched on this already, but you're 100% alone working on a downloaded meal plan that you find on the internet. Um, There's a possibility if you buy the program from like a gym or you're a doctor, you can call and ask questions to clarify or whatever. But um, there's no one who's in the trenches with you every day. There's um, no accountability. There's nothing that's going to help you stick with it. And I know I say that over and over again um, in this podcast series that it's you versus you and that no one is coming to save you. And while that's true, it's also been proven over and over again that those who are trying to lose weight and have a support group with similar goals and a similar purpose, they do way better in in the long run than those without that support. And that's why we specialize in support. That's actually where bariatric eating started over 20 years ago. Not with the products, with support. It's more than accountability in a support group like ours. It's the act of not being alone. And this bears repeating, even if I said this before, because I feel really strongly about this. But that's why we not only have a fantastic support group, but why we have two accountability checkpoints and daily mindset coaching posts for those who are working on weight loss and learning the ropes of maintenance. These are things that we've, we've learned over time help people, and that's what we want to do. We want to help people. I'm going to be honest, too. When I first started on my journey years and years ago, I didn't rely on a support group. I thought I could do it on my own and with my doctor's help and stuff like that. And um, it, it didn't work out so well for me. I didn't get to goal. I regained everything I lost and then some. So when I finally had my kind of aha moment and my reawakening in my journey and got serious about my weight loss and my health, I relied heavily on the support group that I help lead today. And that's precisely how I managed to do what I did when I got my shit together. And I'm, I'm sorry to be so blunt and kind of vulgar with that, but that's exactly what happened. I decided that I needed support. I needed people to help me on this journey that, that knew where I was coming from. So I found a support group that was no nonsense that was no frills, that would be serious and tell me the truth about things, and that knew what they were doing. And bariatric eating had that for me. They had over a decade at that point. I've been in the group now for a long time. But they had so much experience helping people. They didn't mess around with, you know, just like back patting me and telling me what to do. And that's where I take pride in helping people do to this day. I want to give that same level of support and kind of pay it forward and help people, people like you. Because while I'm at a different point in my journey, I'm not so different from you. We are so much the same, and that's one thing that I found common within a lot of um, a lot of the people within our support groups, and especially our premium support group. We have so many of the same common threads. I want you all to succeed. I want everyone to succeed, and so do the admins, the founders, everybody in our support groups. We want each other to succeed. And why is that so important on a weight loss journey, especially regain? Why is having people who want you to succeed helpful? Com- I think it boils down to community. It's a huge part of feeling like you belong somewhere, that support group community. Um, Regain after weight loss surgery comes with a ton of emotions and feelings, but isolation is a big one that no one ever actually kind of verbalizes specifically. 
And it's, it's a common enough thing that a lot of people I found over the years really feel. People are so happy right after surgery. They're, they're not quiet at all on, on Facebook groups, on Instagram groups or whatever. They're posting updates on their weight with specifics on how much they weighed that morning, pictures of the scale, photos of themselves. But things get really quiet after they start regain or kind of start stalling out and stuff like that. And that's why when you join a group like ours, it's not uncommon for there to be a post as often as every day written by someone with almost these exact words. And I've taken this from posts, um, posts in our groups. But I had my surgery two years ago and I didn't get to goal. I've had a lot of changes since then and I've put back all of the 125 pounds I lost. I don't know what to do. Has anyone had that? And in a really dark way that I don't mean it to be funny, but it is kind of one of those like, well, that's kind of funny um, things. But before you had surgery, when you talked about getting surgery, people were like coming out of the woodwork to tell you about so-and-so who couldn't lose all the weight after surgery or their sister-in-law's best friend's cousin who had the surgery and then put it all back on. But no one actually wants to talk about themselves being that person who couldn't get to goal, being that person who regained, being that person who regained, got to goal, and then regained again. I've been that person. Susan, um, who founded Bariatric Eating and all of our social media groups, she's been that person. All of our admins and our moderators on my team, they've been that person too. The people in our groups who are happily at goal and um, they lost their regain, they were that person too. In a group like ours, you get meal ideas, but not a meal plan. You get recipes and solutions, but not a cheat sheet. You get that community you didn't have the last time, and you get an education from people who are right there with you and use those tools that, that you know, meal ideas, but not the meal plan, all those things that I've mentioned so far. But you get that, you get the advice from them, the, the support to actually understand that harsh side of weight loss surgery that no one wants to talk about, but everyone seems to be a part of. But the fact is, and you know this, if you've been listening to even one episode in the past, and even if you're just finding us today, you've already figured this out. There's no easy button. Weight loss surgery isn't that easy fix that people assume that it is. Weight loss surgery is just a gift that gives you a head start to get a bunch of weight off before Mother Nature catches up with you so that you can take yourself out of that health danger zone that you were in before surgery and start working on some real habits to avoid getting back into that unhealthy zone before you were in before surgery, you know, that morbid obesity zone. That's all surgery does. It doesn't do any of that mindset stuff that a community, a truly supportive community can help you do. So with all of that said, I think I should probably stop here because I've rambled on a lot and repeated myself a few times, and I'm worried that I'm not making a lot of sense. But um, I really want you to take away at least this, if, if nothing else made sense to you today. Um, take this, listen to me um, here about what I'm saying next. If you're struggling in any way, if you think you're the only person out there with regain, if you don't know what to do about your weight right now and you want to change it, um, if you're worried that you're the only one who had surgery and didn't get to goal, the only one with like complications or medical issues that came as a re- result of surgery and you're just feeling really isolated and alone and like this was maybe a mistake, I want you to know that you are not alone. We've been supporting people for over 20 years now, and our team has helped more people through more weird situations than any doctor or hospital program has has helped before. Um, We have truly seen it all. We really have. There's nothing you could say that would shock us. 
If you're feeling alone, if you're feeling isolated, and you're just simply tired of not being where you want to be after surgery, we can absolutely help you. And what's more important, we'd love to help you. We have the tools to help you, and we're waiting to help you right now. So come join us. Come join our group. Come and introduce yourself. We'd love to meet you. We want to help you, and we would truly love to see you reach the goals that you want to reach. So with that, I want to close right here. And thank you so much for listening today. I also want to urge you to take my words to heart. Like I said, come join us. We'll hold your hand and help you through this. We can always, always be found on our website, and that's www.bariatriceating.com. And if you go there, do a keyword search for podcasts, and um, there you'll be able to find all of the episodes listed for this one. Um, We do include kind of a wrap-up or show notes and, and some links in each one. Um, For this episode specifically, I'm going to keep it really simple and just link to our support group information page. I know I teased a little bit earlier in an episode about an upcoming change in location and a closure of our Facebook groups, but we will not, and I absolutely do promise you this, if you join us today, you're not going to get left behind in any of our groups. No one, we're not going to leave anybody. We're here for everybody, and we will make sure that you know how to find us in the future. So don't wait to join us. We'd love to have you today. We're ready for you, and we want to help you. And if you have any questions that you'd like for me to tackle on an upcoming episode or a question about this episode or anything else you've heard, please send me an email at ask, A-S-K, at bariatriceating.com. And I want to remind you once again that we're not just talk. We have articles, recipes, and an entire website that's been helping post-ops for nearly 20 years, and it's going to help you too. So please come check out our website. And don't forget to review and subscribe to our podcast so you're always updated as soon as episodes are available. And please, if you've enjoyed today's episode, pass it on to someone you think may also find it helpful. And I'll talk to you soon. Thanks.